Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday, October 22nd. I'm your host, John June, and of course, this guy to my left, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G Money. What's good? What's goody, man? Y'all chilling Saturday, uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Um, had that entertaining Thursday night game, so that was cool. Uh, looking, forward, looking forward to this week, um, for sure, you know. Uh, got a lot, a lot of storylines, you know, week seven. Teams are starting to, you know, really separate themselves if they're they're good or not. I mean, but there's been a lot of parity this year, other than any other like year. I feel like it's been, it's been wild this week this year. Or if you ask Tom Brady, he would tell you there's a lot. There's been a lot of bad football <laughs> this year because <laughs> he's uh, not winning. <laughs> yeah, because he's not winning, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's talking about on his own football team. There's been a lot uh, of bad football. Um, but we gotta do. We gotta obviously. We're gonna talk about Thursday night football. We were recording during the Thursday night game, which uh, you know we 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 typically don't do. Or we haven't done this year, but um, you know, I guess that was a little cool for people that watched and listened. Uh, heard our live reactions to some of the things that were going on. But one of the things we did not get to react to because it happened during. Uh, it was it was uh, happened during the game was announced live during the broadcast uh, broken by Adam Schefter was Christian McCaffrey, the Carolina Panthers running back, was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, Greg, we broke down the Carolina game on Thursday. Um, we talked about CMC being the only guy from that team that we would want to play. Uh, I mean, I talked about DJ Moore because. Uh, you know, we got to go back and listen to the compelling argument that I made, uh, but not compelling enough for Greg to agree. But Greg, just going back, like what's our overall or what is your overall reaction to how this impacts maybe the Carolina Panthers? And obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the Kansas City and, and San Fran game, but just your overall thoughts on a whole of, of how it might impact, you know, the 49ers. And, and the players currently on that roster. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, like this is probably the last week you could use Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, and that's that's a fact for sure. I mean, as far as being a, a top RB2 value, um, you know, they, they traded Christian McCaffrey to go for a championship run. Uh, I do like it for um, McCaffrey in the sense that he was probably going to get more touchdown opportunities, a lot more touchdown opportunities. Um, but you know his his fantasy stats and everything weren't made off touchdowns, so uh, that that might be might be going down like the volume uh, per se because there's you know he was cl- the clear best player on his team in Pan- Carolina. I mean you got Debo still feed you got Brandon Ayuk um, uh, and, and you know George Kittle. So um, the the receptions possibly can go down uh, as far as the the, the outrageous usage could go down, but uh, I think. He'll help in his touchdown opportunity. I still see him as you know RB one for sure. As far as you know the the Panthers, um, you know Triple Hubbard is you know now the uh, starting running back now, I believe. So well, um, it's supposed it's either Hubbard or Deontay Foreman. Steve gotcha. Wilkes hasn't announced it yet, but it's supposed to be between one of those two guys. Last week, Foreman did have more rush attempts than 
than Trooper Hubbard, but I think we're looking at a committee um, in in what's probably a, a a bad offense. Yeah, bad team, bad offense. I mean, maybe in the bye weeks you can make an argument for starting the the hotter, hotter running back, but other than that, this team now has zero fantasy relevance. <laughs> you know, maybe some, uh, you know, unless we maybe some DJ more, they just only throw it to him. But yeah, it's like, it's tough now. But uh, I'm excited for the 49ers for sure as a team, as a whole. Uh, should be fun to see what Kyle Shanahan does with Chris McCaffrey. Like, that's the best part. Yeah, the 49ers in this deal give up a two, a three, a four, and I believe a five next year. So four draft picks to get Christian McCaffrey, who's on under contract till 2025. So um, probably a poor long-term, you know, probably a poor deal for them long-term in terms of the 49ers. That's a lot of assets to give up for a running back. Uh, but in the short term, you know, Christian McCaffrey upgrades that offense significantly. I feel like in terms of what, like what you had said about Kyle Shanahan and the way he is able to utilize players with versatile skill sets, like a, like a Christian McCaffrey, like a Debo Samuel, like a Kyle Juszczyk, um, guys that you can line up in multiple different spots and do different things. And so I, I agree with what you were saying. Like the volume for McCaffrey will go down. I think the, I think, Debo Samuel probably starts playing more of that receiver. Like, you know, he's going to have probably less of those rush attempts now because McCaffrey can effectively do a lot of the things that Debo can do, right? Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just there the same. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're very, like very, Chris very McCaffrey similar. Wide receiver routes in the slot. I mean, I hope they, they put him in there. That'd be great to see too, yeah. Yeah, they're going to do a lot yeah. of stuff. So I think, you know, the touchdown opportunities, like you said, will be there for him. Uh, but overall, the volume should be down. In terms of Carolina, um, yeah, it's really rough. Like, like we can run and pick up Foreman or Chuba Hubbard. But like like we were saying, bad offense, bad team, not really going to have a lead. Um, P.J. Walker is starting quarterback right now, but then it'll be Baker Mayfield and, and potentially Sam Darnold. I think DJ Moore is the only thing that from a fantasy standpoint, and maybe this helps more in a, in a way because he's the only person that they have and you can't like the run the quarterbacks won't be able to just lean on Christian McCaffrey as the crutch that he was for them. Uh, so I, I'm not saying I'm buying DJ Moore or, you know, but if he's out there on waivers, it's possible. Uh, I, I might, scoop him up and just see kind of what happens this first week without him. Yeah, best case scenario is you hope Brandon Cook, I mean, yeah, DJ Moore becomes like the Brandon Cooks of last year on a horrible team. Literally the only option to do. Seeing like Brandon, a 35% yeah. target share. Every <laughs> yeah, that's what, we, that's what we need. Like, that's that's yeah. that's that's perfect. Like, we can get that. Yeah. That boy, Caden, five coming through, saying, saying what up. What's up, Caden? Appreciate you. Um, all right, let's talk about Thursday night football, Greg, because we had an interesting Thursday night football game where the Arizona Cardinals won by a score of 42 to 34 against the New Orleans Saints. Greg, can I just tell you a story really quick? Mm -hmm. I was sitting there Thursday night football. I got a bunch of players on by, right? Like Josh Allen, 
Steph, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Dallas Goddard. I'm hurting. Like, everybody's yeah. on by. Like, two quarterback league. So, I got Kyler Murray in there, and I'm staring at Zach Wilson, and I, like, really don't want to start Zach Wilson. Like, against Denver, like, I'm really not trying to do it. So, like, 740 kickoff, or 740, like, they, they announced the, the, you know, the actives and actives, and then they say Andy Dalton might be the starting quarterback. So, you know, go ahead and scoop up Andy Dalton. You know, my tight end stream of the week that we talked about, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. Went went and scooped him up as well, and Jawan Johnson, put them both in my lineup. And first play of the game, you know, Andy Dalton drops that beautiful or first, you know, first drive drops that beautiful dime uh, down the middle of the field, and I'm sitting there thinking like I'm a genius, you know. And then we get to halftime, or right before the half, and this dude throws two pick sixes. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? There was one interception in the red zone and then throws back to back pick sixes. And I'm just like, oh man. You know, but when we got the second pick six, what, what we didn't realize what I didn't realize was like at halftime, that became instant garbage time because they were just yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh crazy. Turns out Andy Dalton had himself a day, four he touchdown did. passes over uh three hundred and I believe it was forty yards pass, three hundred and sixty one uh, yards passing. Yeah. Four touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, Taysom Hill even got, you know, his rushing t- or his touchdown reception. You know, that was his first on the year. Um, you know, also involved as a passer a little bit. But I think, you know, the the others on the other side, the Arizona offense looked much better with DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Uh, Greg, what was your your takeaways from from this Thursday night football game? Yeah, that that offense become real simple. It was literally, I mean, he got fourteen targets. The next highest person got two on the team. Like that's what I'm talking about. Yo, wide receiver one status, slide right in and just dominate uh, the game plan pretty much. Like it was it was throw to D hop, especially with, uh, you know. I think I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore ended up playing or if he did. But no, he didn't. Marshawn Lattimore was out, and then yeah, they, that, and then Bradley Roby. Who was the the next best corner? He was out, so they were yeah. playing on their like four, yeah. <laughs> their top four corners. I think were out. We're playing two yeah. rookies. It was not yeah. good. That helped. So D Hop killed. Uh, got those yardages we were talking about. Uh, you know that was get couldn't get that touchdown, but it's all good. Uh, Eno Benjamin ran really well, very well actually. Um, you know, ninety two yards on twelve carries is excellent. Uh, so you know they got they may have a, a skeleton now at this point. Um, with you know and, and D Hop. Um, yeah, you know, you know Benjamin, right? It made me think of your theory, right? Like where the the backup running back gets that first opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. It's the second <laughs> week. Always, it's always the second week. You know. Yeah, I and was that, thinking about that as I'm watching you know just rip off these runs. I'm like, no, Greg, Greg, with the it's always the second week they under they underwhelm in that first week, and then the second week it's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, you know, it's like their their legs stop trembling. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> Oh, and shout out to probably got to be the, the the leading candidate for touchdowns or nah. I mean, Dewan Johnson, yo, <laughs> five receptions, yo, two of them touchdowns, yo, <laughs> thirty-two hey, yards. Yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to uh, my stream of the week. I won't I won't hit the button until we see where his final finishes because you know we got Travis. You gotta Carson. add the S touchdowns or nah, touchdowns you know, or nah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, that was great. Five, five, was it five? I think he had four catches. Five catches, yeah. Five catches. How many targets? 
I can't find a stat line. Oh, uh, five catches five, on five uh, targets for 32 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. Uh, my tight end stream of the week. Who? Up. Yeah. I mean, when you pick up a tight end and he can score 20 points, like, you pretty you feel pretty good oh, about yeah. that. You felt real good on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I like I had Kyler, Eno, Jawan Johnson, Andy Dalton all in the same lineup. Like, oh, feel, you're, yeah. You're good. I yo. feel really good right now. Like my Is whole team game, was on my uh, FanDuel lineup. That would have been perfect right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Keontae Ingram was also involved. Uh, you know, his, his day would have looked better if he had the two rushing touchdowns, but I think he's a name to watch because he looked like he had some juice, especially on some of those receptions. Um, you know, we don't know. James Conner was questionable, was a game time decision, was held out. So he could come back, but is it possible that he's been Wally Pipped here? Yeah, I feel like with the timing too, now they're starting to win some games. You know, it's here. Like, you know, he's not like a stud RB1 that's, you know, that was starting already. And Eno Benjamin's got some youth to him. Like, I feel like this will be a, a a transition, not a hard transition when he comes back. But I think, I mean, I, I'd be happier to roster Eno Benjamin right now than than Connor, even when they're both healthy. Yeah, I mean, Eno's definitely earned earned the right to play more snaps, if 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 at least, um, you know, not not be the lead guy. Um, all right, I think we got to talk about some injuries potentially. Um, do we have to talk about injuries? I'm trying to think if there's anything that changed between yesterday and today for games that we are not going to talk about today. Uh, Mark Andrews returned to a full practice on Friday, so it looks like he's possibly a go. Uh, JK Dobbins ended up getting arthroscopic knee surgery, so he's yeah. out. So, oh. um, Kenyon Drake. Gus Edwards may be active this 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 game as well as Justice Hill, who actually was playing really well before going down with a hamstring injury. Returned to a full practice is not on the injury report. Um, Average six yards a carry before be like leaving with injury. So we could end up with a three man rotation between Kenyon Drake, Justice yeah, Hill, and Gus Edwards. Worst case scenario, living worst case, case scenario. The worst case scenario. Um, especially if you were banking on maybe start, starting Kenyon Drake. Like I, like DeAndre Swift seems to be highly questionable. You know, it seemed like he was coming back and, and being ready to play, but it seems like it's still in up in the air whether he'll play or not. So, you know, you know Kenyon Drake was somebody that I was going to pivot to in that situation, but seems like, uh, you know, this, this thing is really becoming, a, you know, a three-man rotation. If Gus is not active, are you willing to play Kenyon Drake? With, in the matchup against Cleveland, yeah, in bye weeks, like yeah, you might be forced to do that. Um, I like a, you know, high in RB three, uh, RB two upside. I think put <clears throat> a touchdown. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, all right, let's move on. <clears throat> if I remember anything, we'll bring it back. Um, obviously, we we broke down all the one p.m. games on Thursday uh, in our game previews part one. So if you want to catch that. You know, just make sure you you can always go back and, and listen to those uh, or watch it on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch. Um, just make sure you comment, like, subscribe, do all do all that cool stuff. Um, 
All right, let's talk about some these 4 p.m. games, these primetime games, Greg. The first game we've got to talk about is the 1-3-1 one, one Houston Texans taking off, uh, traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 1-4 and four Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a 45.5-point total where the Las Vegas Raiders are seven-point favorites. Both teams, coincidentally enough, both coming off of the bye week, so both refreshed had extra time to prepare for one another. Um, so no team really has, you know, a, a true advantage from, a, um, from a rest sense, uh, you know, Houston traveling to Las Vegas, which is actually not that far of a distance to travel. So uh, anyway, this game is in a dome. <laughs> uh, Houston tight end Brevin Jordan is returning from an ankle injury. Las Vegas Raider Darren Waller, the tight end is out of this game, not good. He injured this hamstring in the Monday night game before the bye and had basically the whole, uh, you know, whole week to, to rest and prepare or, you know, get ready for this game. And he's out for this, ham- you know, with this hamstring injury. So that's definitely serious. And then wide receiver Hunter Renfro, he's questionable with a hip injury, picked up this hip injury sometime after the bye. So that can't be good. And then wide receiver Mac Hollins, He's questionable with the heel. Uh, also picked that up sometime after the bye. So Raiders seem to be missing some healthy pass catchers there. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Las Vegas to cover. I will take Las Vegas to win. For Houston, Davis Mills is my stream of the week. think he can finish as a QB1 potentially. Um, Damian Pierce, he's an RB1 option. Uh, the the matchup is not great, but the, he should see enough volume there and and some touchdown opportunity to to make you want to put him in your lineup. And then I really do like both Cooks and Nico Collins in the past game. You know, I'm leaning more Collins. I know Cooks is the name and and probably the better pedigree, but Collins is a talented player and he's been more efficient and productive these last few weeks, seeing you know a high. Uh, yards per reception. So I, I do lean Collins for the higher upside. And then for Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's got to be like the RB1 on the week this week. Um, yes. And then Devontae Adams, I mean, he should see 50% of the team targets with no Darren Waller, a, a banged up Hunter Renfro, and a banged up Mac Collins. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I'm taking Houston to cover, Houston to win. Um, yeah, I think they just find a way. Raiders defense, both defenses are really bad, but the Raiders defense is uh, also, you know, very bad. I think I agree with you. Davis Mills has uh, a lot of prospect here for him to do well. Uh, so I think he's definitely streamable. Damian Pierce, I agree with you, RB1. Nico Collins and Brennan Cooks to, to time with uh, Davis Mills' success uh, should have success as well. So, I think they're both uh, got some some wide receiver two upside. Um, I think I would you know pretty much put them in that that low wide receiver two category. But I think this could be a high scoring game. Um, I think it'll be one of those wild games at the end. Uh, on the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs has been very money this year. I mean, he's probably the best value of running back uh, so far this season, along with maybe Damian Pierce. But like people really you know we slept on Josh Jacobs here as far as you know again he's getting pass catches, getting a lot of volume. Uh, he, he's doing he's doing all the work right now on a bad team, which is uh, the most impressive part. Uh, Devontae Adams going to continue to dominate uh, as long as he's not pushing any cameraman. Man, this man 
doesn't matter. He he's gonna. This is there's no stopping uh, Devontae in a, a cake matchup. So yeah, continue to play him. No Darren Waller. So yeah, it's a pretty simple matchup. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, if he doesn't see like forty to fifty percent target share in this game alone, something's broken. He yeah, he should have Jefferson numbers by like the first half. Like there's no one else to throw to. No. Um. And then, yeah, Josh Jacobs. I just want to piggyback off what you said. Like, yeah, he's he's absolutely the like the best value at the running back position. Yeah. I'd say, and he's somebody I was entirely off of, like because he you know playing in the Hall of Fame game. Josh McDaniels' history with running backs, um, the fact that he's in the last year of his contract, they didn't pick up the mm-hmm. fifth year option. Um, yeah, he's he's balling right now though. Yeah, he is. He really is. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the next matchup. And I was I was tilting really hard yesterday, when, you know, b- before we even talked about this matchup. Again, the four and two New York Jets uh, travel to Denver to take on the two and four Denver Broncos. This line has shifted uh, to a to a pick 'em essentially. Ooh. But the way we had it prior to um, this show was FanDuel Sportsbook thirty nine and a half and. Uh, the over under 39 and a half and then the the um Denver Broncos are two and a half point favorites in terms of the weather there is potential rain in this game uh for in terms of injuries for Denver Russell Wilson um is questionable with a hamstring limited participant and will be a game time decision uh defense tackle DJ Jones he's questionable with an ankle Linebacker Josie Jewell is questionable with the knee. And for the Jets, defensive end Jermaine Johnson, he is out of this game with a high ankle sprain. And then New York Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore, who was frustrated with his lack of involvement in the offense for a 4-2 and football team that is running the hell out of the football Timing couldn't have been any worse. Like, what? oh my god, man! You really, <laughs> you really, he did not read the room. That's all you had to do is just read the room one time. You know, <laughs> maybe two and four. I don't know, like one and four, three, maybe four and two. The Jets' best start, and you gotta say this, like, like read that. Yeah, this is read the room. That's all. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's fine. It just sounds so selfish. I mean, it is selfish. <laughs> I mean, not even just read the room. Look at the schedule. You play the Bills next. Like you play the the the, the New England Patriots and then the Bills. Like you're not gonna go into the. You're not gonna play the Bills, and not have to throw the football. You're gonna have yeah. to throw the football. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like and, and again, again we could I could talk about this all day. This is not the show for this. Yeah. But. The Jets are somewhat at fault for not getting him involved. I've been saying that, you know, they could do more. It's like some of these jet sweeps that they do to Barrios, like they could do some of that stuff to get on the football. But like Hollywood Brown last year played an entire season, was irked about his role, was irked about the offense, but we never knew a word about it. Yeah, because Baltimore's, you know, a playoff team, like, or they're just doing, you know, they're a good team. Yeah. Right, but like, it was kept in house. Be professional. Yeah, that too. Do that your too, job. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, you can literally just go into his, uh, Salah's. Salah looks like the most approachable guy of all time. Like, <laughs> I could you just go up to him and be like, yo, coach, let me, let me, can I just get the rock? That's all. That's yeah, it. right. I just want I just want the football coach. Like, I yeah. just want to help. Like, I just want to feel like I, I'm contributing to these wins. Like, that's and it. And the time he did that to tweet, he could literally did that right after the game and went into the locker room and just be like, yo, that's it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, let's take this question. Calm, calm, calm me down a little bit. George Cook is asking, should we start Cooks? I'm assuming that is Brandon Cooks or Dobbs in a half PPR. Um, mm-hmm. Both have really good matchups. Both are in really good spots. There is some potential rain in Washington. I, let me just see what I have. Let me just confirm my projections really quick. I think I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks, though. I think that's where I'm leaning. Um, let me just... Yeah, I, I have... I have Cooks slightly higher. So, yeah, I would lean Cooks in this situation. Um, Hadar, big play, is really what you're looking for. Um, and Cooks will be trailing against Las Vegas. The, the The matchup is good. The Raiders' secondary is not great. I saw really all you really need is like a 50-yard catch from Brandon Cooks to really make your day in this situation. Yeah. And I mean, right, and yeah. more, and he cost himself a game now. Now he can't play. Like now he's not getting the ball at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, yo. Honestly, especially this game, like against Denver, where Patrick Sertan, like, is probably gonna, I don't know, go pay attention to like Garrett Wilson or yeah. Corey Davis. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just really frustrating. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the game. Uh, Greg, where where are you leaning with this game here? Yeah. I- I'm not taking this as a letdown for the Jets, even though you know I'm for the Giants, but I'm taking the under, taking the Jets to cover the, the Jets to win. Um uh, on their side, Brees Hall, he's a RB one. Uh continue to play him as such. Uh they're you know, just feed feed the Brees as you know, John says great, great title. Um as far as the receivers, um, yeah, it would be a little tough. You know, Sartan is probably gonna see a lot of uh uh Gary Wilson and or and or Corey Davis. Um I think he'll probably would one lineup on on Wilson. Um, so think both of them get a little downgrade. I think they're both in you know wide receiver three category. Um, I think you know Wilson also has you know always has the uh, higher upside, but you know get, Corey Davis could get those the safe PPR floor. Um, so I think I see him as wide receiver threes. Um, Tyler Conklin's dead to me, and then on the other side, uh, it's. Mostly just the rec- the two receivers really. Uh Colin Sun and Jerry Judy are both also in that, you know, wide receiver three, uh wide receiver two category. Corlin Sun has the the more upside right now. I think he's just um been getting a lot of targets from Russell Wilson. But yeah, those those are the only two I'm looking at uh, as far as playable starts. Yeah, I am <clears throat> I was tilting really hard yesterday. Um and I, I was prepared to come in here and go under Denver, Denver. Um, mm. 
but I have recovered. Nah, this is not the letdown for y'all. Yo. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got this, yo. <laughs> the baby Jets, they don't know any better. Um, I'm going under the Jets and the Jets. There you go. Mainly because that Denver de- that Denver offensive line will not be able to handle Quentin Williams and this Jets defensive line. Um, and Russell Wilson's already on a a bad hamstring. He probably shouldn't even be playing in this game anyway. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Jets. Uh, in terms of the matchup here, for Denver, I really feel like it's – I mean, it's really simple, just the game in general. Like, in terms of Denver, Cortland Sutton, I feel like you kind of have to play him because of the targets. Yeah. Um, the matchup is not great. Uh, the, the Jets are, are obviously not a great matchup for wide receivers. But they are a great matchup for the tight end position. And Greg Dulcich, the rookie, um, was involved last week in terms of routes. Uh, he, so you know, he he did catch a touchdown, two catches over forty receiving mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown. Think he can make a play in this game as well. Um, and be, you know, it seems like teams don't want to go to the, they don't want to throw to the outside against the Jets. <clears throat> They prefer to throw against the linebackers and the safeties. Makes a ton of sense. So Greg Dulcich, I think he could, you know, probably go in your lineup. And then on the Jets side, Brees Hall. I mean, we probably we'll talk about him a little bit later, but um, you could probably get away with Michael playing Michael Carter in a pinch. You know, Denver allows the fourth most fantasy points to running back position over these last three weeks, and I don't want to really play anyone else from this game other than um, a defense. Yeah, not just defense. Yeah, yeah. They, they, or even the Broncos defense. Like I would play them too. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson. You know, gonna have to throw the football in tight into tight windows and could lead to interceptions. So, um, <clears throat> that boy Caden says I started Rondell Moore over Alec Pierce, thinking he was a breakout player. Disappointed, and he got me four points on one catch. Honestly, I I thought that Rondell Moore would have a, a good day yesterday, but um. All those targets just seem to go to D Hop. I think when Robbie Damn. Anderson though gets more acclimated, Rondo Moore will shift to his his you know preferred place in the slot, which will allow um, you know him to be more productive there. I don't think him as an outside receiver, you know, running go routes and catching fades. Although he almost caught a fade, but he interfered and then bobbled it. But anyway, um, I do like. Alec Pierce always though, like in general. Uh big fan of him as far as fantasy and his upside. Yeah, no, Alec Pierce is definitely definitely has a ton of upside. Yeah. Um, but speaking specifically to this week, I, I if you had asked me, knowing how Rondell Moore did, if you even if you had asked me hindsight's obviously 2020, I would have said Rondell Moore over Alec Pierce in a full PPR league. Um let's move on to the game um the next game here interesting oh i'm missing one apparently we'll talk about this game and then we'll go back <laughs> um the four two the four and two kansas city trees traveling to san francisco to take on a three and three san francisco 49ers this game has a 48 and a half point total where the kansas city chiefs are three point favorites according to fanduel sportsbook um weather is okay in this game for Kansas City, Rashad Fenton is out with the hamstring. For San Francisco, Eric Armstead, the defensive tackle, defensive lineman, is out. Uh, safety to Lanoa 
Hafanga is was DMP with a concussion, probably um, questionable for this game. And then Traverius Tra- Ward was DMP with a groin, also probably highly questionable for this game. And then Christian McCaffrey, I don't know, man. Kyle Shanahan seems like he's playing just a little bit of gamesmanship here, talking about, oh, I don't know, might not be able to, to get him in the game in time. I don't think you'd make this trade like Thursday before you play the Chiefs and you don't play uh. But I feel ah, it's tough. It's so tough because, like, I'm not uh, saying he's gonna come in here and take the full workload, but you put him on the field, just like the attention that he that he requires from the opposing offense or the opposing defense. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he does, I mean, we talk. All right, I'm gonna take the over here. I'm taking Kansas City to cover. Taking Kansas City to win the game for Kansas City. Uh, Mahomes is a quarterback one. Travis Kelsey, tight end one. Juju Smith-Schuster, a wide receiver two or three. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the the fall from grace has finally came. The regression has hit. Math. Math works. (laughs) (laughs) The math is now mathing. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is an RB3. Um, For San Francisco, Jimmy G, got to be a quarterback one. Um, in this matchup here, uh, Greg made him his stream of the week. I so badly wanted to make him my start of the week. I was prepared to do it, uh, but then Greg had to gobble him up early on for a stream. Uh, Debo Samuel, a wide receiver, one. Christian McCaffrey, I think he's okay, he's he's got to be like an RB two, like an RB two. He's going to be on the field, going to might get some receptions, might make a big play here or there. Um, might even get in the end zone. So I want to say RB1, but that that very well given the given the circumstances could be could be unreasonable. So RB2 is probably where I'll settle at. And then Brandon Ayuk, high end wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, George Kittle, a tight end one, and uh Jeff Wilson Jr., thank you for your service. <laughs> This is, this is the last game, yo. This is it right here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. Kansas City to cover and Kansas City to win. Uh, on the Chiefs side, I agree with you. Patty, man, continue going to continue to roll. Uh, Kelsey, tight end one, the tight end one every week. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, glad to see him. You know, get going. You now with the team, you know, we want to see that one at least one pass wide receiver on the outside try to uh, you know take control of this offense, get some some fantasy relevance. So I think Juju's. Definitely in the flex flex conversation now. Uh, you know, solid flex in the high scoring game. Um, as far as the running backs, yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to trust any of them. Clyde is, I say, RB three though. Just you're banking on what he's been doing early in the years, just getting that touchdown. Um, so on the 49ers side, Garoppolo smash matchup for him. Got to play him. Uh, Kansas City just getting more injuries in the secondary, and that's a smash spot for the receivers as well. You know, you could have took Debo. Or Brandon Ayuk as the start of the week as well. Like they're in both prime spots. Uh, they should go. They should go hard. Um, I think they're both wide receiver ones. Um, upside in this one. And yeah, the the running backs. Oh, George Kittle tied in one as well. But the running backs is interesting. I I really don't know what he's he's gonna do. I mean, you, you know, coaches are weird, man. They they say one thing and then he you know <laughs> he won't play one snap. Like or or he could he could. I mean. It is a Super Bowl revenge game for the for the Niners right here. So they were playing that game last night on NFL Network, actually. Oh, word! Uh, great game. It's crazy game. to think that the Niners had a, a ten point lead 
Yep. With like seven minutes left in that game. And yep. Long. And then the Tyreek Hill play happened. And yeah. then that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, and they had a 10-point lead last year to get to the Super Bowl against the Rams, I think, mm. too. I think so. Niners yeah, giving a 10-point lead. <laughs> so basically, what we know is that tomorrow when the Niners go up by 10, hammer Chiefs money line. Well, inter-team here up by 10 versus the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs are coming back, yo. Yeah. They're coming back. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean – well, we, well, yeah, last, when they play the Raiders. Yeah, was, yeah yo, you were on it, yo. <laughs> Especially first quarter early. Yeah, you, that's what you want, man. That's what you want. Uh, I think I'm still giving Jefferson Jr. RB3 value and then McCaffrey also RB2, RB3. So I think they're both playable. Uh, you're just hoping that um, they both can make some plays. Uh, but next week, yeah, you're teeing off on McCaffrey. Oh, he's back to RB1 level. Jeff Andrews Jr. is a bench candidate, if not draft candidate. Yeah, he was um he was dropped in one of my leagues immediately after the news. Maybe for a safety net, but I mean at least yeah, Elijah Mitchell can go. One of the two is gonna go. Like they're all they're all just, you know. What imagine you've been holding on to Elijah Mitchell this whole time? I know. I know. Oh. Tough. Sorry. Anyway, let's move on to this next game here. The three and three. The Seattle Seahawks travel to LA to take on the four and two LA Chargers. Has a four twenty five kickoff, fifty one and a half point total in this game, where the LA Chargers are six and a half point Ooh. home favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay there. In terms of injuries, the Chargers will be without Josh Palmer, who is out with a concussion. Uh, Don Parm, who is also out with a concussion. Keenan Allen questionable with a hamstring will be a game time decision also did say that he's completely okay sitting out this week the chargers have a bye week next week so do they sit him out and then let him get an extra week with the bye and come back the week after and just be good to go that probably make make a lot of sense um joshua kelly the the running back he's also out with the knee injury dustin hopkins who I mean, we didn't get the chance to talk about this, Greg, but this guy was kicking on Monday night, and like after every kick, he would just fall yeah, to the ground in so much pain. Oh, I'm just sitting there asking myself, is any kicker worth that? Like, because he, I mean, he didn't miss. He he made all his kicks. It was a phenomenal performance. But now he's out four to six weeks with this injury. Oh yeah, like it, <laughs> it gets significantly that. worse. Yeah, every time you do a kick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, like, is any kicker – plus, like, what if he had missed, right? Like, if he had missed any of those kicks, then, like, why do you have a kicker with a with a bad hamstring out there kicking in the first place? They were that they were playing the Denver Broncos, who have been terrible, and yeah. that they were able to – yeah, I don't know, whatever. It just – Kickers is weird. They stay – if they have an injury, they really try – the hardest to play through it. Like you see a lot of kickers with they get like, all like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless you're like Harrison Bucker, like Justin, uh, Justin Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess that makes sense. Can't get hurt. Oh man. Anyway, he's he's now out four to six weeks. So that's four to six weeks for him to potentially get his job taken. Um in terms of Seattle, in terms of injuries, 
Wide receiver Tyler Lockett popped up on the injury report with a hamstring. He is questionable. Not good, Bob. Uh, Greg, what do you say with this game here? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Seattle to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, every time I feel like this, you know, well, not not every time, but last week, you know, I thought that the Seattle-Arizona game was going to pop off. Uh, this game feels like it should pop off, but I, I'm, I'm, it was I'm not going to get full. It was Arizona's fault. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not getting fooled this time. I'm, I'm gonna take the under, but uh, on the Seattle side, Geno Smith, um, I think he's back to you know borderline QB one level, uh, in a good matchup here. Um, Kenneth Walker Jr. in a smash spot here. Uh, I think he has you know, uh, definitely start of the week potential in, in this one. Uh, as far as the receivers, I'm I like DK Metcalf a lot. Uh, I think he's uh, in that strong wide receiver two category if he gets some touchdowns, some wide receiver one upside. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Definitely not good that he got the late tag, but if he's able to go, I think you're playing him um, in this spot uh, as a as an inflex conversation wide receiver too. Um, and then on the Chargers side, you're starting Herbert, you're starting Eckler. Um, I believe you know even if Keenan Allen's back, I mean if Keenan Allen's back, you're starting him and Mike Williams as well. Uh, those two guys uh, and Jared Everett is always in that low end tight end one value uh, play. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, this this should be hopefully a good game. I need Herbert to get going. I need that. I need that that game. I need that game. Uh, I haven't seen it though from Herbert. I need yeah. Yeah, like I've been saying for weeks, this offense is broken without Keenan Allen. Um, <clears throat> I am also taking the under. I'm also taking Seattle to cover. I'm also going to take the Chargers to win. Um, fifty-one and a half does sound like a lot of points. I do think yeah. we get more points, but still get the under. I. This game has an implied score of like 29 to 23, uh, something like that. Um, there's some, there's a decimal place missing somewhere, but anyway, could finish 27 24. That would be 51 points, which is under 51 and a half. Anyway, um, for the Chargers, Austin Eckler, he's he's back, man. He's back. He's a top three option. Sure. Um, Herbert, I like him as a QB1 this week. Uh, Mike Williams. Should bounce back as a wide receiver, too. I mean, he is literally the like he's the epitome of boomer bus. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's the you gotta you just gotta accept it. And at this no, point, no, you do, yeah, at this point, yeah, you have to accept it. I just, you know, we, we've always talked about this, we talked about it for a couple of years now. If you are going to get a receiver like Mike Williams, make sure you pair him with a Another receiver, like maybe like an Amon Ross St. Brown or somebody who is going to get targets and receptions every week so that it can offset these these Mike Williams down weeks. I think um, this is it's looking like if he's, you know, going with the trend, it, this probably be another down week and then he's supposed to boom for the next two or, you know, it's two, it's two and two right now. So two two. Oh, maybe he's go back to one and one. Week. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So maybe this is a this is a good week then. Maybe this is a good week. week. Oh, boom. Yeah. Then, then goes on by. <laughs> it comes back. Bust. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Bust. Boom. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Gerald Everett, phenomenal spot here as well. I mean, he's tight end start of the week worthy this week. Um. Keenan Allen, expecting him not to return this week, so not going to play him going to pivot somewhere else but deandre carter is an interesting name we both like herbert um if mike williams does have a, a down week then 
There's no Josh Palmer. There's no Keenan Allen. Been waiting for this though, like for him to like come on. I've been waiting for this guy to come on for like the last first half of the season because like there's so much opportunity there for that second receiver. But I just think it's you know it's not happening at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's like more of like a DFS thing if you want to expose. He returns yards though. He's you know on returner too though. Oh yeah, you know. So maybe you get the double. Maybe you get the double dip or something, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Touchdown on offense, guys. Touchdown on special teams. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on the Seattle side, Geno Smith. I think he's a quarterback one. Uh, Kenneth Walker. He's an RB, an RB one option. Um, you know, the volume is is fantastic. Uh, DK Metcalf. I, I like him this week, especially if Tyler Lockett is limited in any in any any fashion at all. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. Sunday night football. The two and four Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Miami to take on the three and three Miami Dolphins. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Miami Dolphins are seven point home favorites. Weather's okay in this game in terms of injuries on the Miami side. Cornerback Xavier Howard, he's questionable. Uh Tyler, Tyler, well, Skyler Thompson is questionable with the thumb. Durham Smythe questionable with the hamstring. Jalen Waddle questionable with the shoulder. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, he is a game-time decision um, <clears throat> with a back injury. And then Tua Tungavailoa uh, is expected to return this week, was cleared from the concussion protocol, will start in this game. So that's definitely you know good news for the entire Miami offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of Pittsburgh and their injuries, uh, Akilah Witherspoon, the cornerback, is doubtful in this game. Steve Sims, the wide receiver, is out. James Pierre, the cornerback, is questionable. And then safety, DeMonte Kazi, uh, was designated to return from the injured reserve uh, after being out with an arm injury. In terms of this game here, I will take the under. I will take the Dolphins to cover. I'll take the Dolphins to win. For Miami, <laughs> Tyreek Hill is about to go off in this game. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's going to be a phenomenal matchup for him. Jalen Waddle is limited. He's a high-end wide receiver too. Uh, but Tyreek Hill should see a ton of targets and and absolutely destroy in this game. Uh, Tua is a quarterback one. Raheem Mostert, an RB2. He's taken off the injury report. So uh, absolutely, um, you know, want him in my lineup this week. Interesting stat that I heard on the Fantasy Footballers podcast is that the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit or the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only two teams to not have a player go over 20 PPR points on the, wow. on the year. Um, let that sink in. Um not not playing Mike Kosecki this week. I, I don't um I don't care about last week. I don't care about the the touchdown the week before or whatever it was. I'm not playing him until it like I need three in a row for Mike Kosecki. Uh for Pittsburgh though, Najee Harris, he's an RB two just based on volume. Pat Fryermuth, he's a tight end one option. In terms of the wide receivers, over these last three weeks, George Pickens has a 23% target share to Deontay Johnson's 25% target share. And Pickens has been more productive with his targets than Johnson. I think you can play them both, but I would prefer Pickens. Yeah, I'm going to take the under 
I'm gonna take Miami to cover, Miami to win. Uh, on Miami's side, definitely good to see C two back for sure. I think he he's uh, in a playable spot as well. Um, so you can, you can start him up uh, with, with confidence. Um, he was you know very hot before uh, the injury. Um, not really really trusting the the running game. Um, maybe you could you know Marset in a pinch because of the bye weeks. Um, I think he's an RB three. Uh, Tyreek Hill, yeah, Tyreek Hill's on pace to break the all-time, you know, not all-time, but yeah, single-season record right now for receiving yards in a season. Um, so he he's you know on to a very hot start to continue to play him as a, a top three play wide receiver. Also Jalen Waddle as well. Uh, you're playing him, um, you know, as wide receiver one. And then on the Steelers side, uh, yeah, I did definitely agree with you with the Pickens, but he, he seems like he has been doing well with uh, Kenny Pickett as quarterback. Now that is Mitch Trubisky, I think. Um, it could be more more Deontay Johnson a little bit again. So I'm going to lean Deontay as a uh, wide, low and wide receiver too. Pickens, I think, is uh, flex value. Um, Najee Harris, RB2. Uh, and yeah, Pat Fryer is in a smash by here. Yeah, I um, I, 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 I'm a little higher on Mostert this week. Just like I feel like, feel like well, yeah, Miami blows them out. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know how they beat Tampa Bay last week, but this Pittsburgh team is not good. And Miami's been playing well with Rome. Yeah, yeah, probably. And Miami's been playing without Tua. Like, I don't know. Um, Let's move on to Monday Night Football. And if Thursday Night Football can't be, has to be good, I guess Monday Night Football has to be terrible. (laughs) So we have all three, Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night to be all great. That would be great. That would be great. Maybe in the playoffs. Maybe in the playoffs with the three <laughs> games to only play only three games. <laughs> uh, this game we have the two and four Chicago Bears traveling to New England to take on the three and three New England Patriots. This game has a 39 and a half point total where the New England Patriots are seven and a half point home favorites. Uh, Belichick was cooking up in his weather machine and we have potential rain in this game. Just slightly likes it in Gillette. Rain game and Gillette just screams like thirty-eight nothing. Just Either like that or yeah, yeah. For Chicago, um, they're they're okay in terms of injuries. For New England, Nelson Aguilar is questionable with a hamstring. Kendrick Bourne limited with a toe. Mac Jones limited with I don't know. He I I, I got notification that he practiced in full on Friday, but then they're saying he's limited. Patriots doing Patriot things, um, but they got mm-hmm. a bunch of other guys questionable there. Um, Greg, where are you with this game? Definitely taking the under. Definitely taking – I think I'm going to uh, – yeah, I'm going to take the Pats to cover and the Pats to win. Uh, I had the Bears covering because they seem to start off slow, but they'll make it a game at the end. But not at the end of New England. I'm going to give the Pats the edge. Um, on the England side, it's, you know, continue to be Ramondre Stevens' season, you know, put that season at the end of his name, man, because just he's going to continue to keep rolling. I think he has RB1 uh, value in this game. Um, he's just been a, a good, you know, sleeper so far this year. 
uh, for sure at the running back value, uh, at running back position. Uh, as far as receivers, uh, Jacoby Myers um, playing him, and then Taquan Thornton um, also playing him, I think, in, in some flex value, uh, flex conversation. So those two receivers have uh, some some value. Hunter, Hunter Henry as well, I think, is a, a streamable tight end that you can play. He's getting, gaining some momentum, uh, tight end streaming week. And then on the Bears side, it's just David Montgomery, and he's in a tough spot too. So I think you might have to even give him a downgrade to more of a low-end RB2, and that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take New England to cover. I'm going to take New England to win. Oh, New England covers himself. Yes. <laughs> covers the total by himself. <laughs> Um, for Chicago, <clears throat> Darnell Mooney is a nice oh, this week. I mean, he's seen a 33% target share to go yeah. along with a 14 yard a dot has 16 yards, uh, averages 16 and a half yards per reception. New England allows the seventh most PPR points to the wide receiver position over their last three games. So out of desperation, maybe I'm willing to play him. But again, with the rain, I don't even know if you can anymore at this point, actually. Mm. Um, um, I don't really want to play anyone else on the Chicago side. Like, like New England is dominant against the running back position. They haven't even allowed, heard this stat, I hope it's true, but they haven't allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back all season. Um, all right, who you who are you benching Dave Montgomery for, like? I mean, yeah, he's basically like if if this was a regular week, I think I'd yeah, bench him. But like right. week one, that's a that's a that is a fair question. Who are you going to bench him for? Um, obviously, you know, Ramondre obviously is better in this matchup. Uh, like, there's guys. You're right. There's guys with better matchups that I do, I wouldn't necessarily play. Like Michael Carter has a better matchup, but he's not going to get the volume that David Montgomery is going to get, and David Montgomery might be involved as a receiver. So you're right. You could play Montgomery. I would be willing to play Montgomery. Uh, he's, I'm not excited. Definitely not. No, not excited to do it. Um, I would rather like pivot to like because Montgomery's realistically probably a flex play, right? Like he's okay. probably yeah. someone that you're playing yeah. in your flex. So, like, I would lean more to, like, an Alec Pierce over a Montgomery. I agree. Or, like, a a, a uh, – I know you're not as high on Wandell Robinson, but I would play Wandell Robinson over over David Montgomery. So, that's kind of where I view. If you have no other running back options and you're just looking yeah. for a guy that's going to get volume, like David Montgomery or James Robinson. James Robinson. <laughs> you don't even feel good about it. <laughs> right? Like, you don't even feel good about it. No, nah, I'm, I'm going to try my best to get him in the flex so then I can start a receiver over him for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of New England, I mean, Damian Harris, I didn't mention it. He returned to a full practice. We'll probably play in this game. Even if he does play, the, Bear, the Bears allow the most rushing yards period oh, but wow. they allow them <laughs> the most rushing yards to running backs over 700 rushing yards to the running back position thus far this season um Ramondre Stevenson is definitely in play even if he's at a 50 50 percent difference or you know time split with Damian Harris doesn't doesn't matter 
Um, again, willing to play Ramondre Stevenson there. Um, but uh, uh, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver two, PPR option for sure. Uh, Tyquan Thornton should be more involved as the season progresses. Uh, you know, definitely someone is probably a wide receiver three territory. I know we're starting right now. He's in our lineup over uh, Corey Davis, who's in a tough matchup against Denver. So uh, Hunter Henry has definitely been trending in the, in the right direction. You know, um, has been more involved than Johnny Smith has turned it more out, you know, has overcome a 50 50 split with him. So uh, definitely like him as a streaming option. Um, Ooh, this is a good one. Chris Smith is asking CMC or Kenyon Drake. Just the thought of, you know, benching CMC <laughs> is wild. Cause like if he goes off, you I'd rather be I'll be way more upset if I bench CMC and he goes off. And then if I bench like Kenyon Drake and he does well, like honestly, I feel yeah, like Kenyon. Kenny and Drake has a really good matchup. I feel like, ugh. yeah, I would have to start CMC. There's no way I'm not starting CMC. Yeah, this is like one of those like don't get cute type situations. Like, no, uh, no way. Like, yeah, I understand, uh, I understand the concern, but this game against Kansas City, like, <laughs> you got they got to win this game. They got to score points. Like, CMC got to uh, be a part of it. Um, if Gus Edwards is inactive though, and it's just Kenny and Drake and Justice Hill. That I might be more inclined to go Kenny and Drake in that situation, but like, why can't you start them both? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's move on to starts of the week. Yes, sir. That time, Greg, quarterback start of the week. Hit me with it. You already know. Dak is back, so you, you got to pull him in that lineup, and he's, you know, just talk about a good setup for him to come in and play the Detroit Lions. Like, Jerry Jones set this up real nice. Uh, you know, my quarterback's going to be back, <laughs> and he's going to play really well. Uh, Detroit, you know, one of the worst defense in the league, giving up most position, uh, a lot of points to both the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, everything. So uh, Dak Prescott should be in, in line for a great day here, a multiple touchdown day. Uh, you know, over 250, I'm expecting from him as well. So uh, he's, a, he's a bona fide QB1. I, I like that one. Uh, Christmas says he can't start them both because he has Brees mm, Feed the Brees. Feed the Brees. That's a good problem to have. That's yes, definitely sir. a good problem to have. Um, I, was, I would say Brees and CMC. Um, yeah. My quarterback start of the week, um, going with Tua Tungavailoa against Pittsburgh. We like haven't it. seen Tua in a while, uh, but when we last saw him, he averaged 17.6 fantasy points over his last three games, which puts him at eighth amongst all quarterbacks over their, their three most recent games. He matches up against a Pittsburgh defense that over their last three games allows the fourth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Again, I talked about Tyreek Hill having a big day. Tua is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, good to see Tua back. I mean, he was really balling. I mean, been break being the breakout quarterback that we thought he'd be. So yeah, he's gonna continue that. Greg, your running back start of the week this week. What do we got? Yeah, I'm going to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker Jr. the third. Sorry, going against the Chargers. A great matchup here for him. Uh, and a team that likes to run the ball over the last two weeks, you know, since he became that starter, getting about 15 carries a game. Uh, have averaging 92 and a half yard rushing yards and, and a touchdown in both those games. So 
Uh, he's been playing very well at a, you know, even with the low carries, he can get more carries, I think, because he's, he's very, been very efficient running for 6.3 yards per, per game uh, for, per carry. So um, he's been playing really well. I think Kenneth Walker is, is in a good spot here, RB1 value. No, absolutely great spot for him. You know, the Chargers allow the six most PPR points to the running back's position over the last three weeks. So Kenneth Walker has seen a ton of volume. I, I think this is great. Uh, my running back start of the week, Chris, you're going to like this one. Brees Hall versus Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brees the Beast, feed the Brees. Uh, over the last three games, he's seen 17, 18, and 20 rush attempts. He's averaging a 16% target share over the last three games. Denver allows a 20, <clears throat> a 21% target share to opposing running backs, the fourth most targets to the running back position, the fourth most receptions, not to mention over their last three games, Denver allows the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position. Brees is a top five play this week. Yeah, man, he's been, you know, league winner value right now so far, so it's been good to, good to see him dog. Yes, sir. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alan Lazard going against the Washington Commanders. You know, you know, saying that Aaron Jones might be the only lock, but I think Alan Lazard is a lock in this matchup as well. Uh, going against the Commanders who have been horrible against wide receivers this season uh, on the outside. And this is literally the only receiver that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has found the best chemistry with right now. You know, season high, nine targets last week uh, and coming off, you know, three straight games with at least eight targets. So, uh, he, he's definitely finding some rhythm with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he's got four touchdowns on the year, too, as well. So he's been finding the end zone. Uh, and, you know, if you're finding the end zone with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to keep going to you. Uh, so I think he gets another one in this one against a weak commander secondary. I, I like this one, Greg. <clears throat> and, um, you know, obviously, you and I, we we had landed on the same wide receiver start of the week. So oh, yeah. You, you pivoted to this guy. But... <laughs> This wide receiver star of the week, who smash actually spot. is a smash spot if there's <laughs> ever been one, goes along with your quarterback star of the week. That is CD Lamb going up against Detroit. CD gets his quarterback and Dak Prescott back. He's seeing a 37% target share over the last three weeks. And now the quality of those targets is about to get better. And it couldn't be coming at a better time in a matchup against Detroit, who catch this, Greg. They allow the ninth most receptions per game to the wide receiver position that's despite allowing the 21st most targets to the wide receiver position <laughs> Dang, yo. oh man this catch rates are high on this team <laughs> yeah yo, because they allow a 67 percent catch rate to wide receivers which is fourth at the position or fourth in the nfl capped off with a yards per reception allowed of 13.6 which is the ninth most amongst NFL defenses against the wide receiver position. Oh, and by the way, over the last three weeks, they allow the sixth most oh. fantasy PPR points to the position over their last three games. Yeah, I, I kind of like CD for a top five week this week. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, you know, you don't even have to throw a lot against them because your throws are going to hit. Like, all the throws are going to be <laughs> a big play or a touchdown. So uh, that's why they're like, getting a lot of targets. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, man. Greg, your uh, tight end start of the week this week. Liking my guy, you know, of uh, tight end of the year you know, for tight end value, uh, Pat Fryer-Murph going against uh, Miami in this game. I mean, you know, he's just been solid coming off a week uh, where he didn't have a very good week against Buffalo, but that team uh, didn't have a very good week uh, before the bye. 
Uh, I mean, before that, uh, you know, playing Buffalo and losing, getting blown out. But he's healthy now. He's back. Um, and I think he's going to be very good in this matchup in Miami, who's, you know, not very good at against the tight end. Uh, you know, before that, that two, you know, the game where he got hurt and he only had two catches, he was getting seven targets a game. So he's a, he's a guy that's going to be uh, playing well and playing consistently for this team. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I mean, this is a great matchup for him. Um, and, you know, he's definitely someone who, despite all that's gone on in Pittsburgh, he's the, the main constant uh, that you yeah. could depend on. Uh, someone who's been tough to depend on, but I'm going to depend on him this week. My time to start of the week is Kyle Pitts going up against Cincinnati. Wanted to do this against Tampa Bay a few weeks ago, but he sat out with the hamstring injury. But then last week he scored his first regular season NFL touchdown on American soil. So that was good for him. This, though, is all about the matchup and the game script. He's seeing a 29% target share over the last three weeks, which in this offense we talk about doesn't typically mean a lot. But he's averaging a 14.6 yard uh, yards per reception to go along with his 14.6 yard eight out over his last four games, which that would put him second on the team. Uh, the Cincinnati offense should force Atlanta to keep pace. So that pie that we talked about should get a little bit larger. And um, the Bengals allow the fourth most targets and receptions per game to the tight end position. To, you know, to, that's to go along with the fifth most yards per game allowing 65 yards per game to opposing tight ends. Absolutely love Kyle Pitts this week. And I'm going to throw out Gerald Everett should definitely – his matchups against Seattle. I didn't go there. I thought Greg would. Um, so I just want to make sure we mention his name as well. Yeah. Yeah, good play there for sure. Which one, Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? <laughs> well, Gerald no, Everett. I was asking – you said good play, so I was just asking. For oh, both, both, okay. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris is asking us which three to start: Mike Evans, Alec Pierce, Cortland Sutton, or Hunter Renfro. Well, oh, I don't Renfro. think Hunter Renfro yeah, is playing. Yeah, so. Nah, it shouldn't be even yeah. uh, even yeah. if he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, looks like you have a lot of good problems. Let's let's put it that way. You you yeah. know you starting Brees Hall. You got to choose between CMC and Kenyon Drake this week. Uh, yeah. Mike Evans, Alec Pierce are both in really great spots. I think I think you're in good shape this week, Chris. Um. All right, it's time to play one of our favorite games. Mm -hmm. Some Get Money, uh, which is a head-to-head DFS contest on FanDuel, snake-style draft. Once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool, and Greg gets the first pick in So. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm going to get sniped here, but Greg, go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah, we already know what's going to happen. I mean, got to go CD Lamb at 7,700 at the, at the wide receiver position. Uh, after all those stats that you just ran off too, I mean, I feel super confident now. I mean, yeah, man, Detroit, uh, that's all you have to say. Uh, that kind of hurts because he was obviously in my lineup and, uh, <laughs> you know. I wasn't expecting you to do that. I was expecting you to do something else, which is oh weird. Yeah, I'm gonna do it though. I'm going with Josh Jacobs, eighty six hundred. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of money, but I'm gonna pay up. It's worth, it's worth it. it. Yep, yep. Uh, I like that for sure. Uh, I'm gonna just get the stack now and go Dak Prescott at quarterback, seventy five hundred. 
quarterback start of the week. Hopefully a monster, you know, stack. Wow. I was was reeling here. I thought you were going to cite me again. Uh, but <laughs> no, you didn't. No. No. Going with Brees Hall, my running back start of the week, seventy six hundred, uh, going up against Denver. Bet, bet, bet. Uh, at running back, my RB one. It's time, you know, I'm taking my guy Saquon Barkley, ninety three hundred. I'm paying up for it. Uh, but yeah, this is you know one of the if we're doing redraft, he's probably going number one or number two right now. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give me some Saquon for sure. Um, yeah, he would definitely go one or two. Uh, I am going to go with a <clears throat> another running back. I'm going running back heavy this week. Give me Joe Mixon um, at 7,400 in my other running back slot. The matchup is good. He was in consideration for my start of the week, um, you know, but I had to go with my guy, Brees Hall. But Joe Mixon was a strong second for me. And I, uh, apparently Greg liked him, too. Definitely like them. You know, Joe Mixon, uh, you know, starting to, to try. The usage is always there, but now he's starting to trend up with his – as Clyde goes down with his negative regression, now he Joe Mixon getting his his touchdown. So uh, I'm going to just make that quick pivot now to my running back start of the week, Kenneth Walker Jr., 7,300, going against the Chargers. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to go with at wide receiver – Guy who's getting healthier, T. Higgins, oh seventy-one hundred, going up against Atlanta. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I mean, I'm gonna go with the initial player I had in there. I, you know, I, I was like, oh, T. Higgins is here, but I'm a, I'm gonna go with Mark Cooper, uh, wide receiver, <laughs> going against Baltimore, seventy-two hundred. That is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my second wide receiver, DK Metcalf, mm -hmm. 6,900, uh, going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. As my third wide receiver, I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk, 6,300, going against Kansas City. That is a good one. Um... For my defense, I'm going to go with the New York Jets at 4,300 because they're nice priced. A nice, a nice price range allows me to afford some of these high priced running backs. Yeah, for sure. Um, at my flex, I'm gonna go Brian Robinson, 6,100, going against Green Bay. Uh, I'm a believer. That is definitely a nice matchup for Robinson. Um, speaking of believers, Wandell Robinson, wide receiver, fifty five hundred, going up against Jacksonville. Cheap. Like it uh, at tight end, I'm going real cheap. K. Dotton, you already know, forty nine hundred, uh, going against Carolina for Tampa Bay. That is awesome because when this day started, K. Dotton, when this draft started, K. Dotton was in my lineup. You picked CD Lamb, made me go down to DK Metcalf. So I was able to go up at tight end. I had an extra 800 bucks. And I'm affording David Njoku. Okay. Who at 5,700. And then that leaves me my defense. I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals. I believe my defense is streaming week. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, play them against Atlanta. Real cheap.
And my last pick is my quarterback. Uh, I only have six. Davis Mills? No, it's not oh, Davis no. Mills. They don't? It is Daniel Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Daniel Jones this week. Uh, I mean the the rushing the rushing floor he has. I'm getting a stack with Wandell Robinson. There you go, <laughs> stack. I love it. Yeah, I love it. a giant stack here. So, um, Greg, why don't you read off your lineup to the people real quick? At quarterback, got Dak is back. Dak Prescott, uh, 7,500. Saquon Barkley is my RB one at 9,300. Kenneth Walker the third at my RB two is 7,300. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver one, 7,700. Brendan Ayuk at my second wide receiver spot at 6,300. Mark Cooper, wide receiver three at 7,200. Cade Odden at my tight end position at 4,900. Brian Robinson Jr. going against Green Bay at 6,100. And the Cincinnati Bengals as my defense at 3,600. Nice. I have a quarterback, Daniel Jones, 6,900. Joe Mixon, running back, 7,400. Brees Hall. My RB2 at 7,600. Wando Robinson at 5,500. DK Metcalf at 6,900. T. Higgins at 7,100. David Njoku going up against Baltimore at 5,700. Josh Jacobs in the smash spot against uh, Houston going at 8,600. And then the New York Jets defense at 4,300 going up against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Love it. Love it for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, Chris Smith is asking Hunter Renfro not playing. We we don't believe he's playing. Chris uh, popped up on the injury report with a hip. Will be limited at best. Probably wouldn't play him. Yeah, yeah. And in general, like even if he was, like the the numbers weren't really help him this year. He he hasn't been a factor at all in, in fantasy like we saw last year. Yeah. No. Uh, Derek Carr has eyes just for Devontae Adams, as he should. As he, as he should. Absolutely, as he should. Um, everyone, we appreciate y'all. Good luck this weekend. Uh, hope. Or just try to hit some home runs. Hopefully, maybe you're up. You started Jawan Johnson. That's your week. Maybe you, you know, have D Hop and you've been waiting. Uh, Chris is asking us questions as we try to close out the show. What about starting cooks? You should start cooks. Start Brandon cooks. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mark, should I trade Debo for a Monroe or Debo for Waddle? I don't like these one for one trades. If you're gonna yeah. trade Debo, get a Monroe plus or Jalen Waddle plus. But like, are you afraid Debo is gonna get worse because it's TMST? I don't know. Nah, I don't. Yeah, I think. I think if anything, it probably guys are just wide receiver one. Side, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because he was averaging 18 yards per reception last year before Elijah Mitchell went down with the injury, and he was forced to play wide, you know, running back. So maybe he gets some of these big plays again. I mean, he's the yak monster. <laughs> just so. Anyways, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate the questions. We appreciate y'all vibing with us on Saturday morning. Hopefully, we're club this weekend. We'll come back in on Monday. We'll be week seven in the week that was. Until then, have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Yeah.